Hi, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. It was an interesting week. A lot of stuff happening. A couple of people um, passing, notably notable people passing, and um, just life in and of itself just happening. Relationships. Um, relationships and learning and growing and happy and sad and you know business having to be handled just life in and of itself happening and um I participate I participate in life I um not in the magnitude that one would think but um I participate I participate in events um I participate in social media and looking at what people are posting and um which is sometimes very um interesting in what we gravitate towards, what we ignore. Um and the one thing that I um thought about, I think that, you know, it says that to see something and to remain silent is also being a participant. And to not say something when you see something good, something great, something um, beneficial, you know, is not good either. And we do. We have free will. We have choices. And oftentimes we negate to participate in things because of who is the... um, initiator, right? Because you don't like them, you don't feel them, there's something wrong with them or whatever. And um, you just don't participate in something good. Um, And even when it's something bad, you know, you, you know, it has this good foundation, but however, you know, it's just bad people or bad things happening or things that shouldn't be happening. And you just, you know, refrain. And I get how sometimes we just you know, stand still and not be involved because you don't know what is the good thing to do, what um, should be said, how do you um, work in atmospheres, how do you deal with people, how do you address situations um, in hopes for change, in hopes for better. And I know it's like, well, why why do things have to change? Um, because the more things change, the more things stay the same. And you can get to a point of what's the point? You know, why? Because, again, it's apparent that people are going to just do what they want to do. Um, things are happening that are desecrating that which has foundationally been established as good. You know, um, or what's supposed to show purpose and what's supposed to be um, edifying. You know, things have changed so much in our world where, you know, you don't really know where to find the, um, the absolute, the accurate, you know, and... It's just, it's disappointing and it's sad. But I think that's just where our, um, our world is now. 
And again, I can't say all of anything. And I would probably, I would never be able to gravitate towards all. Because somewhere in the world, somewhere, there are people who, you know, are mindful of doing the right thing and want to do the right thing. Um, There are people who are just prone to do um, a bad thing. And so that's just what it is. And oftentimes we have to just, you know, look at it as just that. You know, God said that he would separate the wheat from the tares, although the wheat and the tares, they go together. And trying to take the bad out of the good or the the not useful, if you will, out of the good, you could very well destroy the good. And so he says, wait, let them grow. And then when you go through the process of getting the um, wheat, then the tears will fall off and like shafts, like blow away kind of thing. And so I personally, you know, think about this. I see what's going on in the world, um, on the news. And um, again, like I don't watch it much, but then when I watch it, it seems like, you know, it's like a soap opera kind of thing. You, you you pick up where you left off. It's just, you know, another episode. And even the way we're talking about it, and it seems to sometimes not appear to be a remedy. You know, sometimes it appears not to be able to be fixed. Um, sometimes it appears that, you know... Um, it's just bad. Everything is just bad. And that's just where we're going and bad. And um, I have to hope and pray that that's not the case. You know, that the appearance of it is just that. It's just an appearance, but it's not what it actually is because we realize that good always outweighs bad. You know, it's just a matter of time. It's just always outweighs bad. And so... I was thinking about that, and then I was thinking about sharing um, something um, from the Bible, and again, you may or may not ascribe to the Bible as, you know, infallible and truth, but the story in and of itself is always um, intriguing to me, and it speaks mostly, it, it speaks for itself, you know, and again, I say, you know, we pray that God would reveal to us what he would have us to hear and to see um, from the word of God. But again, I, I feel for me it's imperative because it's a blueprint. It's, a, um, it's information, it's knowledge, it's power, it's growth. And I think that um, morally... Um, it helps, and I know it's the saddest thing that where you have people who ascribe to um, teaching from the Bible and minister in the Bible and preaching from the Bible, and yet and still, you know, things happen, and they aren't what they appear. And I don't know. I don't. I in my mind, I can't understand. Um how that can be, but I have to go to the will of man, the free will of man, to accept it or not to accept it. And then I have to go to um, 
the fact that, you know, there are other influences that are happening in the world and in people's lives. And there um, are histories of things and things that haven't been broken and things that haven't been fixed. And, you know, disillusionment and cultic activity and behavior and alliances with, you know, things that are not of God. And um, that is definitely one of um, or some of many reasons as to not wholeheartedly ascribing to that and what one says that they do. And again, it becomes faulty. It becomes um, disillusionment and people, you know, stray away from that and they are entitled to do that. Again, it goes to free will and, you know, not wanting to be tainted even more, if you will, because again, where is the solidness? Where is the truth? Where is the unwavering? And we make excuses as to um, humanity being what they are, where it's just never going to happen. But um, I have to say that that it just that can't be the case because we have so many stories and so many um, people who haven't compromised, who haven't dibbled and dabbled in certain things, who haven't indulged, you know, who have made strides, who have made changes, who have stood the test of time, who have um, not hid their candle. Um, and it exists. It exists in the Bible. It exists in our society, in our world. Um, we have people who have aimed to make changes in their society, in their world, um, by preaching, by speaking, by ministering, by just going. I mean, Mother Teresa just went and did it. You know, it's like the pit. She just went. You know, you have, um, and again, whether she had flaws or not, I don't know. People have flaws. We have flaws. It's never about, and my mom being perfect, um, but being purposeful to be um, predictable, if you will, and to stand in the test of times in the midst of chaos in which I believe that we do we are in a midst of chaos we are we are in the midst of hot mess we are in the midst of um brokenness it's just all around us and I know like you strive to not um be in that but it's around us and so I don't want it to consume me. I don't want it to consume you. And it feels like you have to be purposeful and mindful at all times, you know, as to what is happening around you. What alliances are you making? Who hands are you shaking? What conversations are you having? Who are you um, in bed with? <laughs> Who are you um, working with? And for what reason and for what benefit because we do know that as we see now everything comes out and what doesn't come out in the wash comes out in the rinse that's just a statement of fact it's not you know you could say it's a biblical you could say it's a proverbial um you could say it's intuition you could say whatever you want to say in regards to how you would um sum up what is happening but again time always tells and throughout history we see where man has fallen because of pride or because of indiscretion 
or because of um, lack of wisdom or because of poor counsel, um, because of cultic behavior. Like it just has happened because of some rituals and, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff that um, exists. And how do we stay free from those things? How do we get out of those things? How do we get cleansed from those things? You know, I, I think big about deliverance, you know, deliverance, because again, if we were in the, came into the world already, you know, in bondage, if you will, to sin. And again, that's predicated if you believe that. And if you, you know, you see all the stuff that's happening and we were sent a savior, um, again, if you ascribe to that, to um, redeem us, and that was to deliver us. You know, think about Moses, um, the people in Egypt, you know, in bondage for 400 years, uh, however long, you know, and that's a long time, (laughs) right? 400 years in our minds, a long time. And none of us will see 400 years. You know, I just saw something, a lady was like 102 and her grand, great grandmother lived to 121. So still, you still don't see 400 years. Um, You can't picture it. You can't imagine it. And those is generations and generations and generations of people who um, lived in a place of despair, lived in a place of hopelessness, lived in a place of um, being whipped. You know, I'm not I'm not even going to go there, but, you know, but to be delivered and we fail to realize they're always God always uses a person or a people to accomplish his stuff. We know that he can do it, but then he created us. So he didn't create us just to look at him and just to praise him. He created us in the for the world. He created us for each other. He created us to um live out this and then to find ourselves with him one day. I don't know why, but I know it's done. And so then being that it's done in my in my mind, then how do we walk that out? How do we understand that? How do we filter it? You know, that's just my thought. So having said that, I'm going to read Genesis chapter 6. And this is the New King James Version that I'm reading from. And it reads... Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants on the earth in those days. And also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that Every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth 
and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their own, their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubic from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you, and of every little living thing of all flesh. You shall bring two of every sort into the ark, to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. So we know that, um, and again, it's whether or not you ascribe to it. You ascribe to the Bible as being true. And I think that when we have somber moments of people passing that thoughts of life after death come up, thoughts of personal demise comes up, um, if you have a heart, a mind, a thought, anything, I don't see how it cannot, um, a soul, a spirit, I don't see how those thoughts cannot penetrate. I'm not saying stay, but penetrate the mind as to where we go and what's going to happen. Now, ultimately, 
this is in Genesis, so it's the beginning. And somewhere through this, um, God said that he would never, ever um, destroy the earth um, in that manner. And again, that's predicated on you believe that there's a God and you believe that this story holds any um, credence and weight in your life. But there comes a point, and that's the thing, and whether you ascribe to anything, I think it becomes a point in people's lives where enough is enough. Just enough is enough. And that's where I, what I take from this, you know, that it becomes a point where enough is enough. Enough of the hate and enough of the, the, the betrayals, enough of the, you know, lack, enough of the brokenness, enough of um, the hurt and the pain. And again, and I say hallelujah, you start afresh. You start anew. And you choose that and who you will do that with. And granted, it still is not a perfect world. But I can't even imagine if it was already, if he was already grieved and had never like just nipped that and stopped that and started over, will we even still be in the world right now? Because it would have, definitely like overflowed and now again if he's if he's going to do something else like there's times where you know your sin has come before me this thing has happened and and I do thank God for grace you know unmerited favor um for his mercy I do thank God for that but for us to continue to act as if the things that we are doing in a society and to doing the people and to doing it and doing the children and all this stuff that you know is happening that at some point there's not going to be an account for behavior it's not going to be an account for actions it's not going to be account you know that you would do something to somebody you know for the sake of your own personal gratification or your own um, inadequacies or your own pleasure, you know, and there's not going to be some kind of judgment, whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe in, 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 in somebody having to address and deal with you, you know, and again, Working out your own soul salvation and fear and trembling. You know, um, a man must conform his mind to do good. You know, doing some soul searching and dealing with some stuff. Because, again, I think about a lot of times, I think about Ghost, the movie. And, you know, at the end of the movie, when the guy, um, the guy who was doing all the hot mess and running around trying to fix everything to for himself kind of thing um that when he died like how this these these spirits came and and it was not good for him in the movie and we discount the spirit we discount um the soul we discount 
the passing of what it looks like. And we have these brief moments of I'm going to get right and I'm going to change and I'm going to fix it and I'm going to make it better, you know, or, you know, we go through, I just can't get it right. And, you know, I'm just a bad person or whatever. And I will hope to think that people can make a difference for themselves and for the people around them based on the work that they're going to put in to make those changes. And for me, the only change that I do know is really accepting God for who he is and accepting what he has presented to us um, and to go before him and to repent of our sins and to um, work towards not sinning you know, work for, I mean, and that's basically like missing the mark, right? Because again, you know, in yourself what's sin and what's not sin, even though, you know, we act like, no, that's not a sin or that's not bad or whatever, like we know. And then you have sins that you personally do to yourself and then you have sins that you do to other people. And so you could just have a person that's just, oh, well, it's just me and my sin. So I'm not bothering anybody. I'm good. And then you had a person that they just sinning with people and against people. And we're in a time where we don't want to um, talk about it and deal with it and address it. And we see how ignoring it is not making things go away. And it sure is not making anything get better. And... So I don't know if any of what I'm saying right now makes sense. I just know that I have been propelled in my mind to um, talk about it and to bring it up. And hopefully something that was said on today would resonate in you and help you. I'm not, I, I know that we we are falling. I know that. You know, we make mistakes. I know that we make errors. And again, I know it's a spectrum. You you know, I'm not that bad. No, I didn't do that. I don't partake in that. And then we decide what, you know, sin is. And, you know, sin is sin to everybody. And, you know, it's all equivalent. And, you know, God hates the, um, the sin but loves the sinner. And I, I get all of that. But Noah, he was found you know, by God. And he saw something in him that pleased him enough in order to use him to get something that he needed to get accomplished, you know. Um, and we find that a lot in the Bible. We find that in people that irrespective of them not being a perfect person or not being looked upon and not accepted, that God saw something in them. And at the end of the day, you know, we get so cut, caught up on people confirming us and people um, saying that we're good or we're bad or whatever. And ultimately, I believe that at this point in my life, you know, what is God saying about me? You know, will he spare me and mine's when he decides that he's coming for the whole, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like at the end of the day, based on that story is that, does that make sense? Will you be spared? You know what I'm saying? Will you not be in that hot seat? Will you not be, you know, 
woe is me kind of thing. You know, will you not be that person where the flood comes, which is I'm 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 speaking meta metaphorically when when the flood comes that you're the one that had been building, you know, you're the one who had been working on what you need to work on. You're the one who God gave instructions to and you did it. You know, will that be you? Will that be me? You know, that's what I'm I I've contemplated and think and again this is totally predicated on what you believe, which is a big part of our makeup and what we do and what we don't do based on what we believe, you know, what we know to be true um, in our lives. And I know that a lot of us have gotten it wrong, that we're believing in the wrong things and we're believing and I get it. Like, who are you to say, right? It's just like the other day we're sitting here and believing because the clouds look a certain way, believing that it's going to rain. And the day goes by and it just was a cloudy day. And so, or saying that it's not going to rain and it ends up raining. There's some things that's totally, utterly out of our control. We, but those things that are in our control, what we hear and what we, what we believe and what we see um, and how it pans out, you know, some things are just out of our control, but the core of what we believe, we know that when we see clouds, it's a possibility of rain. And then we know that it's a possibility of not raining. So then it goes to what you know, and what we know either confirms our beliefs or we we can make those changes because even though I would believe that it's going to rain, but throughout the day, I know that it didn't rain. And you make that adjustment. You don't go the next day like, oh, I was believing it was going to rain all day yesterday and it didn't rain. Like, it's done. It doesn't matter. And so we have that level of belief. Where are we in our level of belief? And... We have to be able to gauge that because, again, it goes to our mental stability. It goes to our hearts. It goes to our actions. It goes to um, our prayers. And so, having said that, I'm going to read this. And this is Second Timothy chapter 3. But know this. That in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. 
Four of this sort are those who creep into households and make captivities of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now, as Janus and Jabres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith, but they will progress no further. For, they follow, for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. But this is a contingency. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me in Antioch, and Incrinum and Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and also... And all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. When I, I always think about context and we're taught to think about context and we're taught to think, you know, context you only can get when you have everything involved. You can't have bits and pieces of stuff. And when I think about the beginning of this and it talks about how in the last days and again, 400 years with the people, it was, it was like a long time. And our country has been existing for a long time. Our world has been existing for billions. I mean, I, I, I don't even know the numbers. Um, but last days does not have to mean a few days like we consider in a week. And if you see, again, here we go into this place where God would have to have judgment on us, on society and the world. But what I'm thankful for and what I'm mindful of, and again, why me? I don't know why you. Why me? I don't know why me. I think Noah was like, why him? I think, <laughs> you know, um, Judas probably was like, why him? Like... I don't know why, but what I do know that some things is just there. It exists. And we have to learn to work through the existence of what it is. And 
not that you don't question it, but once you have made the questions of the why, now is what? Now is how? You know, that's that's these are just my thoughts in regards to living this life because I have had the questions of why. But if we ascribe to, and this is the thing, whether you ascribe to the Bible or not, things that I read as far as what this this list of what this is what's happening right now in society. Lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but not denying its power. Those, that's very prevalent. If you count on people, 10 people, and I'm sure we can find one to five that fits the description of this in the last days. And it's not wishing bad. It's not hoping bad. It's not putting your mouth on it. It's not saying, it's just, that's just what it is. Like we say, it is what it is. That's just what it is. And, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. That's what's happening. And then it's so, not why it's happening. Because <laughs> it said it's perilous times will come. That's what's happening. And so I think about this, and again, I'm try- I'm personally trying to put it all together where it makes sense, where I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and I'm sharing, and we're having a conversation where it makes sense to get in a better understanding to walk in this life, because as I sit and I think and I live, there's transitional points, there's levels And I'm called to trust God. I'm called to have faith in God. I'm called to believe God. I'm called to to learn more of him. I'm called to, to know more of him. And I'm called to share that in which I know to the best of my ability, not, you know, hurting anybody, not harming anybody. And again, if you falter and you fall, you there's a remedy to that if somebody does something to you there's a remedy to that there's a resolve for it and ultimately again my belief that we're going to stand before a holy god or he gonna come and get us and or send somebody for you. <laughs> somebody for you or somebody to you. Because I refuse to believe after 
all this time in my life that there's not a God. I refuse to believe that. And I think at this point, it's nothing that anybody could tell me and say that there's not. Now, how he works and what he will and won't do and how he do it is still to be, you know, for discussion, if you will. But I ascribe to these um, stories. I, I'm... I'm I'm looking to get a better understanding of this God who I say that I believe in and trust and want to know. Um, it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So we argue about whether or not, you know, man wrote it. Is it really from God? Everything. The first thing that I said and one of the things I said God uses people. He uses people. People partner up with God. People accept God for who he is. He uses people. And that's the and the craziest thing. If he didn't say anything to you through another person and you watch TV or something or you saw a cloud in the sky or whatever, there are signs and wonders. There's things out here that God uses to get our attention. And so why would we not be able to believe that he can use a person to write something to share what he thought and what he what he meant? I think we use it as an excuse like because I don't want to get right and I don't want to do right and I don't want to live this way and I don't want to do this so I can't believe that. I'm not going to believe that. No, get out of here with that. Who are you to tell me anything? But yet and still, if somebody posts something, you would like that. If somebody um, gets on the radio and say, you like that. Somebody sings a song, you ascribe to that. So, I mean, I find it really, it, it's, it's just interesting what we ascribe to based on what we want to believe and what we want to do and how we want to act and how we want to behave. And then we sit here and say, people are horrible and people are bad and people need to get right. Well, how are they going to get right? How are they going to do right? How are we going to do right? And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So those are my thoughts today, this morning. Um, again, prayerfully, you know, it has made, uh, I don't know, gave you a thought, a revelation, something. Um, and again, please, 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 please. We can't be those people where information comes to us and we totally decide not to accept it. Based on the truth, like you do your criteria list, you do your list because you have a mind. God gave that to he didn't he didn't give us him and then say don't think. He didn't do that. That's not the kind of God that he is. 
Because he even says in the Bible, come let us reason together. That's your mind. And of course, some things you just got to take for face value. You just got to believe for what it is beyond. We don't question a lot of things that we should question. And the things that we shouldn't question, we question. And I do know that it has a lot to do with being fallen and being heard and being betrayed by what we quote unquote thought was legitimate and what we thought was true. But we have grown up. We we grown now. You know, a lot of us. We're mature now. And the rubber has hit the road. And it's time for us to really think about what we believe in and what we, we're standing on and what is going to help us to get better. Because when I look at this stuff and I see what's going on in the world, I can feel that it's perilous times. And if it's perilous times and if at some point there's some grievance, grievances have to be acknowledged and they have to be dealt with. And again, apparently we can't check each other. (laughs) And apparently people don't want to be checked. And apparently the people who do the check-in ain't able to check. And so if we as a whole can't do it and it got to get done, hallelujah, then who going to do it? Who? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just bless you and thank you for this day that you've given. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you, God, that you love us, God, and that you see exactly where we are as a society, as a world, as a people, Father God. And so, God, we 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 welcome you, Father God, to help us to understand this walk to help us understand this life, to help us understand these seasons and these situations, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And we know, God, that you desire holiness and righteousness, God, that we are to do the right thing in the midst of bad, God, that we are supposed to be light in the midst of darkness, Father. And we do thank you, God, that you do forgive us as we ask for forgiveness as we beseech you as we turn god as we 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 want right that we don't want um wrong god and so have mercy on us help us god to see you to hear you to understand you to listen to you to um experience you in a greater way and that your word father god as we read it as we We try, God, as we attempt to read it, God, as we we take a little bit more stride to hold on to a scripture or a verse, God, that 
it would be anchored in us, God, and that it would remind us, God, that we are not alone. God, that you are sitting high looking low, that you do see us, God, in the midst of all that is currently happening, God, and that you, God, do have a response and you do have an answer, Father. And so you you, you do have a way, Father, God, in the name of Jesus. So we just thank you. We bless you. We love you, God. Help us, God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so that was a little different, <laughs> but that's what I was led to share. So I um, hope you have a great day, a great rest of the week. Um, be blessed that God will show himself strong on your behalf, um, that you will see more of who he is, that I will see more of who he is, that I will experience him. And again, it's not about perfect. It's not. It's, it's just not about perfect. That's a whole nother day, a whole nother discussion. But it is about purpose. Imagine my face. All right, bye. Have a good day.